comments are still hidden. What else is on? Yeah, let's do what else. Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. You need to say it's time. Stay calm. Let's get this show on the road. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Coming to you now from the largest studio ever constructed. Vent Lab. Vent Lab, it is the largest studio ever constructed, Rebecca. Did you know that? This is amazing. It's it's very big. It's so big. No, I'm talking about the intro. Oh, no, the studio is way cooler. Like, I fell asleep while you were working on that. I'm sorry it took me a it long time. It took you a very long time, but it came out so great. I love it. It reminded me, you remember in college, whenever you'd have to be writing a paper, well, I don't know if you ever had this problem. You seem to have a pretty good grasp on things whenever you were in college. But for Specifically writing. Right. For those of us who weren't so great at writing, you would like have these moments whenever you're trying to write a paper where like your brain would just stop working just stop working you you had thoughts you had little bits and pieces of the puzzle but you could never connect it all and then like just randomly it it would just just click that was a really bad snap but it would pretend i just did an awesome snap nope that was bad too yeah it was bad um anyway it, it would all just click and then you would write a spectacular paper or at least a decent paper. Mm-hmm. That's what how my papers would always go. Anyway, that's how it felt writing or uh, creating this intro. Right. <laughs> it was like I I just I I had an idea of the general area I wanted to take it, and it just didn't click until until it did. Yeah, I had a solid nap though. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I had a nap earlier, and I don't think I've woken up yet yeah i picked your nose to wake you up she did you did (laughs) okay i wiped my hand over your face twice and you didn't wake up so i stuck my finger up your nose did you really (laughs) yeah that's so weird Uh uh-huh i always find it weird whenever like i don't wake up from things i'm Uh a pretty solid sleeper Uh uh-huh if you haven't noticed yeah that's wild yeah how you been nathan uh good i'm tired but I think I already said that. Yeah. I gotta retry this stat, man. Hold on. No. No, it's not happening. That was a good one. Look, listen. Okay, that was better. That hey, was I have a, I have a joke for you. Okay, hit me. Okay. Where did Captain Hook buy his hook from? Um, the dollar store. The secondhand store. <laughs> oh man, that was dumb. It's not even a second hand. It's just just a hook. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Eight, ten, t- uh, ten tickles. Ten, ten tickles. tickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rebecca. Oh, you're comedian. Comedian over here. While I was waiting for you to finish the intro, I found those two jokes, and I thought, these are solid jokes. I am going to have to bring these out during the podcast and I couldn't wait any longer. I don't know. There they they are. Solid. Oh, they were so good. Necessarily. So good. I sent them to my supervisor at work because he always appreciates a good dad joke. Uh Well, he's a dad. And he sent me like this just terrible, awful one this morning. Mm -hmm. And so I I got him back with the whole Captain Hook one. Here was his joke this morning. You ready? Hit me with it. He said, I was going to send you a sodium joke, but I thought, nah, Rebecca would never get it. I get it. You got it? Yeah. Because the N-A sodium. Yep. Mm -hmm. What does the N-A actually stand for? I don't know, Nathan. You're the one who got a better grade at chemistry than I did. (laughs) Barely. We both got C's. Yeah, we both got C's. But you you legit got a C. I am pretty sure our professor gave me a C because she felt bad for me. Rebecca Rebecca got a quote unquote C. She got a C. Uh Uh-huh. I kept that C solid up until I had to take the final. And then I think I was on the edge of getting a D and 
our professor was so amazing. I think she was just like, yeah, she's going into radio. Let's just pass her on this one. Yeah, she did seem to have a pretty good understanding by the end of that that class. That we didn't know what we were doing? We had no clue what was going on, and we were only there because we needed... To work on chemistry. Right, right, Uh right. And we just happened to get the wrong chemistry whenever we were signing up for classes, but we were stuck. Do you think it was the, like, six-foot fire that we lit that gave it away it that we not, didn't know what we were doing it was not it hold was pretty on. it was pretty tall it wasn't six okay foot. if if you're measuring floor to top of fire it was six foot however the fire started on top of a table so technically the fire in and of itself wasn't six foot but it probably reached six foot in the air in my defense uh-huh it was the first time i had ever used a bunsen burner <laughs> All right. Uh huh. And nobody died. That is true. That is true. Uh, our professor moved very quickly, though, to get that fire. Quickly and calmly, I might add. Very professional, that Dr. Harvey. <laughs> you know, I always think I know how the podcast is going to start, and then it never ends up starting the way I planned. I know. Now we're talking about chemistry. This is weird. We need to get back on track. Rebecca, that joke was gold. Probably worth a million dollars in gold, actually. I was, oh, you yeah. could bury that joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could bury that joke in a hidden location, mm-hmm. and I bet people would be dying to find it. Speaking of hidden treasures, did you hear about the multi-millionaire Forrest Fenn who hid the treasure like a decade ago? Oh, my God. That gosh. it has been discovered. Really? Yes. So last week... He got confirmation that his treasure was finally discovered, and he is not releasing the name of the person who found it. He says that person is from back east and does not want to be known, but thousands of people have been searching for this treasure. He wrote a book. I can't remember what the book is called, but he wrote a book, and he wrote a poem in this book. The thrill of the chase. That is what it's called. Right, right. The thrill of the chase. So he wrote a poem in this book that gave directions of how to find this treasure. So all of these people went on this amazing treasure hunt trying to find it and thousands failed. But one person succeeded and it had like a million dollars worth of treasures inside of this chest. It had, let's see here. This says the chest weighs 20 pounds and its contents weigh another 22 pounds. Oh. And it does it actually have gold in it or is it yeah. 22 pounds of cash? No, there's gold in it. And and he he put two different like stashes in there. Like he hit it once and then over time he added to it. So oh. he made a second trip. And I can't believe he managed to get back out there again without anybody following him. Yeah. Because the dedication to find this treasure was like to the death. Uh, literally. actually died. To the death. His whole point of doing this was to encourage people to get out in the outdoors and, you know, have a little adventure like an old-fashioned treasure hunt. But there was questions like, does this treasure really even exist? And apparently it did. What if, what if the treasure didn't exist to begin with, mm-hmm. but then he saw that people were like actually dying trying to find it and mm-hmm. he thought, I should probably make this worth something. <laughs> and that's what his second trip was out there <laughs> right, for. To, Initially, to he just had a little the treasure. Note. He just had a uh-huh. note, oh, a fortune cookie, a little fortune inside. The crazy thing is like people were dying like going to extreme measures to find this. And Forrest Fenn was like, hey, I'm like 85 years old. Remember, I'm the one who hid this. So it has to be like a place that an 85-year-old can can go to. Also, I need to note that Elvis has joined us for the podcast today. Like we've let him in the studio. So when you hear panting, that's not Nathan. That is Elvis. Yeah. And he's he's being needy right now. He's he's always needy. What do you mean right now? <laughs> the dog is my arch nemesis. Okay, so I read this last week that this treasure had been found, but immediately when I read that, I was like, wait a second. 
I know this story because I remember watching like this murder mystery show about this person that they believed had been murdered and they were like searching for this person's remains. They ended up finding this person in a hollowed out tree and discovered it wasn't a murder at all. This person climbed up on this tree to find the treasure and fell into this hollowed out tree. But it was like, it was so narrow. The person was able to fit down inside, but wasn't able to get themselves back out. They died stuck in this hollowed out tree. That is terrifying. It is. But I gave you sound of like a Inside Edition story that kind of explains like all the people that died. It doesn't specifically address the hollowed out tree. But I, I think we get the idea of how awful that death was. Yeah, hold on. We got a message from Joe Biden. I still enjoy my campaign. As I said. Uh, I heard he's ahead in the polls. He, he's like, I'm here to ask you to join my campaign. He's, I don't know. He looked at the camera really weird and like had a weird pause. But anyway, okay. Well, at least he wasn't sniffing somebody. <laughs> he's a treasure hunter who may have given his life in a search for $2 million in gold. 52-year-old Paris Wallace vanished along a remote stretch of the Rio Grande in New Mexico. He's the latest victim in the search for this chest full of treasure, which an eccentric millionaire, Forrest Fenn, says he buried seven years ago somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. It's out there. It's waiting for someone. Fenn wrote clues to where the treasure is buried in his book, The Thrill of the Chase. Thousands have become obsessed with finding the loot since he announced more clues on the Today Show in 2013. Good morning, guys. Yeah, there has been an absolute frenzy over this. But the hunt has turned tragic. Just last year, 54-year-old Randy Billu died searching along the Rio Grande. His inflatable raft was found washed up on the riverbank. It's a raft. It's uh, blue. Now, a, a second raft. body it's has been found raft. about 80 miles away and is presumed to be Paris Wallace, a pastor from Colorado. Forrest Fenn has told Inside Edition treasure hunters are taking too many risks searching remote areas. Well, I hid that treasure chest when I was 79 or 80, and I've, I've said that don't, don't search any place where a 79 or 80-year-old man couldn't hide that treasure chest. But the latest tragedy has triggered calls for Fenn to bring the hunt to a halt. Do you uh, think Forrest Fenn would maybe tell people where this gold is at this point? Sasha Johnston has been hunting for the treasure for three years. She says the dangers and the deaths won't stop her. I've met people from every corner of the world, and they have come here to look for the treasure because it's an inspiring story, and it's a fun adventure. I feel as though that story kind of summarized everything we just said. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that was that was really convenient. Okay, so when asked how he felt about the treasure being found, Fenn said, I don't know, feel halfway kind of glad, halfway kind of sad because the chase is over. But at least people are done dying trying to find it. That's true. We had Raft Guy. We had the guy who was, they never actually, in the article, they never said in that video whether they found the pastor guy uh-huh. or not. He could have been the one in the tree. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, gosh. Dude, that is the worst way That's to die. terrifying, right? There's another story of this this diver spelunker who got himself wedged in a cave. Mm-hmm. And he was wedged to the point where they couldn't pull him out without, like, the the surroundings basically ripping him apart. Oh, Oh my god. Because it was like it was like down at an angle and then he kinda like straightened back up, but they couldn't they couldn't pull him out. And, oh gosh, dude. It so what like, happened? He died. He died and then they had to pull his limp dead body oh, out. Oh gosh. And they probably tore him apart when they were trying to Probably. Okay. Yeah. But that just sounds like the worst way to die possible i feel like the tree is pretty bad that's true like you can't move and you can hear people around you i mean i guess you could yell but maybe there was just never anybody around while he could still yell yeah you're just you're basically gonna die of starvation and thirst yeah but in a cave you're like surrounded by darkness you know yeah, but you're probably surrounded by spiders and bugs Yeah, that's a good point. Yep, like the tree is worse. The, tree is, tree is far worse. The tree. Yep. And second thought. Yep. 
That's a lot worse. Yeah. Speaking of searches, I discovered some um, researchers recently that said they found Bigfoot here in Missouri. Really? In the Ozarks, to be exact. Of all the places. Turns out he was right here, huh? Mm -hmm. And not just one Bigfoot. They claim that they believe there is a family of four Oh, big feet. In the Ozarks. That's a full uh -huh. animal. They have four different footprints okay. of various sizes that they could determine are two juvenile Bigfoots and a mom and a dad. All right. I have this really good story. Do you? Yeah, this really that, that great like explains story. it? Yeah, it does, and it was really well produced. Okay, cool. His shoulders were massive like bowling balls. I saw the moonlight coming through the hair on his shoulders. The encounters have been numerous, according to Randy Harrington, retired firefighter, business owner, and Bigfoot enthusiast. While filming an amateur documentary called Into the 400, he says he had an encounter with a juvenile Bigfoot in the backwoods of the Ozarks. And it was trying to duck down and hide, and it started clicking its teeth. Harrington says that's when a rock came flying out of the tree line from what he believes is the adult female Bigfoot. He claims he has thermal footage of the event that will air in the third installment of the series. Harrington says he's been what he calls a sighting survivor since his first encounter in 2003. How can I be insane in that part of my life, but yet incredibly sane in every other aspect of my life? Harrington believes he's tracked a family of four in the Ozarks wooded area. He says there's even been sightings as close as independence, and his mission is to be the first to introduce the mythical creature to the world. Rebecca Crockett, News 98.1 KMBZ. Rebecca, <laughs> what a good story. That was so I, well done, right? Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Just, whew, there it goes, into the world. That's one of my favorite stories I've ever done because the production of it, like I went all out. You like went all out, like, man. I I did my work and I could have been done, but I put like another two hours of work into that just to put like sounds. That whole teeth clicking thing. Is that, that was you? my teeth. What about the guy throwing the rock? The, the uh, uh, <laughs> I found that on YouTube. That was a video of somebody saying they left their camera in the woods. And they heard this noise, like oh. that was it was off camera, but I thought it was, was maybe like Jay West stubbing his toe in the background or now, something. No, now, but I thought it fit really well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it was exactly was what scary. I was looking for. Yeah. So let me tell you how I I got this interview with this guy and even heard of this story. So my son's a mechanic, works at a mechanic shop in Leavenworth. And this guy, Randy Harrington, brought in his truck to be fixed. And so my son was working on his truck. And the guy was telling him about how he was searching for Bigfoot. So my son comes home on his lunch break and is like, hey, I'm working on this guy's truck and he's searching for Bigfoot. And he's getting ready to leave to go on this, this big adventure trip in California. And I was like, huh, can you get his number for me? I kind of want to do an interview with him. Like, that's how I find stories for KMBZ, just anything in my life that happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll hear about something or I'll see something on social media and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do a story on that. So I ended up texting him and he was like, yeah, I'll totally do this story. So did this great interview with him. Tells me that he made a documentary called Into the 400. It's on Amazon Prime. And he goes with two other researchers. I use the term researchers lightly. I think I, mean, I think they're all Bigfoot enthusiasts. But I mean, they're researching something. Yes, it's just not. Yes, that's true. It's not something that exists. So, so I watched this docu series. First of all, I do the interview with him, and he's really pretty convincing in the interview. Like all the things that he's telling me, I'm like, man. I mean. I almost like believe in Big Bigfoot off of these stories that he's telling me. Like, and he says in in the interview, how can I be crazy if I'm saying in every other part of my life? And I'm like, you know, that's true. I mean, he's <laughs> obviously like seen something. He's a fireman. He owns a business. He's been married to the same woman since he was like 20 years old. 
And so she stuck with him. So unless she's crazy, she's stuck with him this entire time, mm, too. I wouldn't put it past her. And so Randy, I mean, he's probably really seen something. Well, he says, like, confirmation, I have video of this juvenile Bigfoot. It's in the third installment. Well, the only one that's out is the first installment. So... In his defense, I have not gotten to the third installment, so I have not seen this proof that he talks about. But in the first installment, it's everything leading up to the third installment. Did he seem like the kind of guy that would make something like this up? I don't know what that would be like. Well, because like my my initial thought is like like they've got to just be making it up right like the video wise you know because as soon as they could be like yeah i was walking through the forest and i heard something fall behind me and i turned and i saw bigfoot and be like you you saw something but you didn't see bigfoot but see everything every thing that they explain in the docu-series i feel like can be explained away by something else there's a couple things where i was like yeah, I don't know what that would be, but I also don't think it's Bigfoot. But I'm also like not 100% sure Bigfoot doesn't exist. But here's like the Rebecca. one. No, but here's the one factor that I'm thinking of that I'm like, no, it can't exist. Nobody's ever found a dead Bigfoot. Like they would have to live and die, right? We would find a dead one eventually. Unless they get really, really old. Like, unless they just live forever. Well... If they've got no natural predators. See, Randy said that it's more like a wild people than it is a beast. Oh, so he thinks it's like... Uh, what's the word? Indigenous? Is that... Sure. Is that politically I correct? Know. I don't know what that word means. I don't so know. I feel like it's indigenous is like Native American, so I don't... I could be wrong. But that's kind of like what we're talking about here, right? Are like, you talking about like caveman or something? No. No, no, no. I'm just talking about a people that has yet to meet society face to face. Indigenous might be right. I guess I could look it up. But. I don't know. Okay, so I, I took notes while I watched this documentary. It cost me two ninety nine. He didn't give you a free pass? No. What the heck, I know. Randy? Usually that's the case. Well, he was. Okay, he's in California. And he couldn't tell me a lot, but he's in California. I don't remember what area, but he he's in he's in a heavily wooded area and he's filming and he'll be filming for some time. So he's unreachable at this point. And so I didn't even ask him if Come I could on. like have a free pass to watch this or anything. I just I watched it so that I knew more of what he was telling me. And honestly, I wanted to see what video he had can we can you follow up on this whenever he's back in this whenever he's back in the area um can you go on a bigfoot searching adventure with him can we yes can we sorry no can we can we i'm not listen, i'm not trying to listen he he says that he like camps out for days and i'm not the camp out for days in a wooded uh, area. Yeah, especially not in the Ozarks. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go around here and see if he sees any proof of of Bigfoot in the wood. I mean, we have that cardboard cutout or the, the wooden cutout of, yeah. of a Yeti here. What if that's what he saw? Is a Yeti and a Bigfoot, is that the same thing? They just go by different no. names? Is nope. a Yeti the like snow one? It's the snow one, but I don't think it's like the same species. Okay. Same species. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's my notes of watching the video. So 15 minutes in, there's 80s hair metal music playing underneath the scenes, which was kind of a credibility setback. Like at that moment, I was like, okay, I know that this is an amateur video because they're playing 80s hair metal music under it. And I may be being really judgy right there, but... He was going to have to earn some credibility back after that. Yeah, it's not very serious. So every image recorded is with like the thermal of camera. Course, right. So apparently these things are impossible to find in the daylight. It's all thermal images. And it was like of a head popping up on the tree line from like 
six miles away, and I'm exaggerating there, and it's in thermal image. So all you see is what they would consider a very large skull, larger than a human skull, popping up and going back down. It was it was pretty unconvincing. So then they found some footprints. You know, like I had described the several different size footprints. To me, it looked like somebody was barefoot in the mud around the lake. Yeah. I mean, I know people probably wear shoes, but there's a chance that somebody could have been barefoot because, you know, like they got in the water. And so I was explaining that one away with, no, I'm pretty sure those are are human footprints, but some of them were pretty large. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you <laughs> if you got a Bigfoot already, uh huh, um, and then you step in something and it squishes out, you know, or what if they had those shoes with the toes on them? That's true. That's a possibility. So that was 15 minutes in. I, I took 15 more. 15 minutes and this is all we got? Okay, so then I took more notes at 25 minutes in. At 25 minutes in, I said, I've seen 7 to 10 foot imprints. 75% didn't look like foot imprints. They just looked. <laughs> Elvis. Elvis, <laughs> no, I have a keyboard on my lap. You need to go away. Elvis would like you to rub his paw. <laughs> I'm afraid he's going to stop the recording. Go away. So 25 minutes in. I'm not rubbing your paw. Seven to 10 foot imprints and 75% of them did not look like foot imprints. They were just like impressions in the dirt. Then I started questioning why I spent $2.99 on this. Then I said, this is an hour of my life I can't get back. And then I said, I'm sad I'm missing Space Force for this, and I'm not even loving Space Force. Wow. Like, I chose to watch the documentary that night instead of watching another episode of Space Force. And each night I'd watch Space Force, which I finished it. I'll explain that in a little while. I finished it. And each night I was like, oh, let's watch another episode of Space Force. Well, this night I was like, dang it, I'm missing an episode of Space Force. Okay, 30 minutes, 30 minutes in. I've never studied stick placement more in my life. Stick placement. Yes. I can't tell you how many times they talked about a stick being someplace, laying someplace, broken someplace that should not be in that placement. And they attributed it to a Bigfoot having caused that stick to be in the spot. And like, he'd say something like, well, I was here three months ago and this stick was not here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then they used apples as bait for Bigfoot. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. This is in the Ozarks, right? Uh-huh. So it's very possible that these are just meth heads out there, right? Oh, it's very possible. Okay. Um, apparently, the apples didn't work because uh, only one was... One had a bite out of it, which they said was probably Bigfoot. Looked to me like a squirrel. Like a squirrel started eating it and then lost interest. Yeah. Elvis is just going insane. <laughs> Being a crazy puppy. Um, the squirrel looked like it lost interest. The, however, they claim it was Bigfoot. That probably took a bite out of this apple. And then I said I just argued with my husband whether there was an impression or not. I said there wasn't. He was like, no, no. Look, there's toes in that one. I'm pretty sure that was an impression. All right. Yeah. We actually argued over that. And then I said, oh, my gosh, there's a bite taken out of an apple. That's the one where they claimed that was that was proof that Bigfoot was there. So does Bigfoot have tiny teeth then? Um, y- There was no, like, teeth imprint. Oh. Yeah. So here's the evidence that we've collected thus far. Are you ready? Yes. An apple was bitten. Two footprints. And then there was a string tied between two trees that they tied up high that was broken. And they attributed that to Bigfoot because what else is that high up in the air that could break that string? That was actually the most convincing argument for me. That was the string tied between the two trees. Like I was like, oh, yeah, because you would have to be taller than a human to break that string. Or hear me out on this. Okay, okay. A squirrel climbed the tree, uh-huh. climbed out on the string. It was a really thin, thin string. Exactly why it broke. Okay. 
So that just took all credibility. <laughs> right. Or maybe a bird hit it. And now the bird is going, who the freak hung this string up here? Okay. Here's my last notes. This is 40 minutes in. This is the last time I took oh notes. Oh, my gosh. Okay? They're now in what they call area one, where they've had all the crazy experiences. We're now seeing more footprints. They get really excited when there's toes. There's a teepee-like structure made out of sticks. Apparently, Bigfoot builds these. Their building skills suck. This was yeah, like, what the heck? It was like this teepee that maybe a, a small child would have fit Like, in. really small? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, a, a big Bigfoot, like a full-grown, if they say it's, like, eight feet tall, wow. could never have fit in this teepee. For these things being around for a long time, they have not advanced in their skills of building shelters. Well, that's why they're not at the top of the food chain. Yeah. Okay, Jay West fell asleep at this point. He's no longer watching with me. I'm not even watching, and I'm about to fall asleep. Okay, so this guy left a breakfast bar in a rock last time he was there. He shoved it back in, like, the crevice of the rock and then put another rock in front of it. Okay. When he came back, he removed the rock to see if the breakfast bar was there. It had been opened. The breakfast bar had been eaten, but the wrapper had been put back and the rock put back in front of it. That was the major confirmation. That was the major confirmation that Bigfoot had found the snack, eaten it, and put the wrapper back. So you're telling me that Bigfoot knows how to maneuver around a wrapper? But he can't freaking make anything more than a teepee? I mean, in Bigfoot's defense, most of us can find our way around a wrapper but aren't great at building Okay, <laughs> but like, why the freak does he know how to open up a wrapper and then put and it back? And how did he find it? How did he find it behind the rock? He probably smelt it. Because they, he's half beast, half... Right. Human, and so his sense of smell is probably His sense of heightened. smell, and I bet his sense of hearing is as well, and that's why they're so hard to find, because they can hear and smell you before you even get close. Okay, here's my other question. I'm, I'm starting to doubt again. I'm wondering why they haven't found a Bigfoot poop. Right? Unless he poops in his hand. And, and then eat, what? Eats it. Ew. I didn't say Bigfoot was smart. Okay, so last note. It's over. They seem really excited about what they saw. I'm not convinced. And then it ends with more 80s hair metal rock music. Nice. So that was installment one. This just sounds um, like a giant waste of time. Oh, my gosh. It felt like a giant waste of time. Like, I should have left it at him explaining the whole story to me because the video was so unconvincing. And then there was this guy in it because there's the other two guys with him. One of them was wearing a lot of like affliction t-shirts. Okay. So I learned later on because we found like in doing this story, we found another article about how there's an MMA fighter involved in the search in the Ozarks. The other guy was the MMA fighter, which explains oh. the affliction t-shirts. Gotcha. Is that guy, where are they at now in California? Well, I don't know if the MMA guy, I know Randy oh. for sure is there and I don't. Remember, that, you know what? He texted me and told me where he's at. Let me look at his text. That brings message. up another question, though. Huh. If they're finding all this Bigfoot activity in the Ozarks, why are they filming in a different state? Well, because I mean, there's there's Bigfoots everywhere in Oregon, California, Missouri. You heard in my news story that there's been sightings as close as Independence. Uh, but have any of them found poop? There has been no reports of poop, no reports of of dead ones. Okay, so the other thing, I'm I'm sorry, I'm looking for Randy's text message to me so I can say um where exactly he was at. Hold on. It's just the the fact that Basically, any anything that would provide solid uh, solid proof, poop, bones, just a dead body in general, none of this stuff is has been found 
it's only been like random things like a broken string or a misplaced stick or a thermal view right. of something. Which, by the way, have you ever seen like a human in big clothes in thermal? Look, let me show you this picture. Where, where did it go? This guy? If you saw this guy, it would be like, wow, that looks like a pretty big guy. That's true. Okay, here's where he said he's at. Um, he said, I have the last of three meetings today with producers tonight heading over the Cascades into the high Sierras, high Sierras for filming. Okay. That is where he's at. Um, so one thing that stood out to me was in this third installment that I haven't seen where he came across this juvenile Bigfoot. He said it was one of the other researchers that was with him. He was about seven feet away. He has the image captured on thermal camera. And he said he was real close. And then the teeth, he makes the yeah. teeth noise. And then what they believe was the mom Bigfoot was in the tree line. And she threw a rock at them to get them to run away. Did they run away? Yes. Why did they so run he away? Was, he was so scared that he ran away. But I'm like, this is their life's quest. Right? Like, they're that close to a juvenile Bigfoot. Wouldn't you brave the rock and get the image? Yes. Like, I would not run away at that point. Dude. I'd be like, if, if Mama Bigfoot kills me, I'm going to die proving to the world that I was not insane and that a Bigfoot exists. Yeah, no, that, listen, why, why are these uh, people such a wuss, you know? Why are they such a wuss? You got people in like, uh, uh, what's that place with like the lions and stuff? The zoo? No, 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 the real place. Uh, Wow. A safari? Africa. Afri oh, oh, you're talking about... I'm talking about Africa, and I kept thinking Alaska, and I knew it wasn't right. Definitely wasn't Alaska. Yeah. Anyway, you got people in, like, <laughs> uh, Africa and stuff that are, like, getting real close up to these very dangerous animals. Mm-hmm. They're not scared, even though it's been proven that they could die. Why are these people so scared of uh, Bigfoot? Like, if they really want to prove it, you gotta risk it for the biscuit. Or Bigfoot. Or risk it for the Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry I let Elvis stay in here with us. He it, is being like... It's driving me insane. It's actually driving me insane. Let me see if he'll go. He'll Elvis, go you want to go outside? You, you keep talking. I'm going to see if he'll go out. Um. Okay. I was thinking initially that maybe they saw a bear on the thermal, but you look at a bear and thermal... And, and it it's looks, obviously a bear. It's obviously a bear. And I was thinking maybe if a bear was like on its hind legs. And here's another thing is I imagine these people have pretty cheap thermal optics. They probably don't have like the best, which probably is better for their case. Because, you know, if, if, if it was higher quality, then they wouldn't be able to actually prove their point. Because their point doesn't exist. But what if they do find proof? Like, what if they're in California and all of a sudden this becomes like this national story? Because it is 2020, Nathan. Rebecca. Like, anything can happen at this point. What if they come back that Bigfoot is real? Then how are you going to feel? I hope Bigfoot is real. Okay, why? Because we need something new. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Bigfoot exists, great. Sorry that we doubted you. But it's not. It would have been found already. Think of all the species that we have found. But what? Okay, we find new species sometimes, like that we didn't even know existed. Uh, but 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 so think, think what about what if we find finding new? Okay okay wild okay. Wild people. Think about species. think about this. Think about this for a moment, right? Because okay. there's more water on the planet than there is land, right? That's correct. The amount of aqua. Aqu aquatic uh, sea creatures we have found uh -huh. in the vast ocean, which, by the way, is pitch black at the bottom. Right. Yet we still because find these things. Because there's that cool fish things. with, like, the light bulb over right. its head. Right, the, the lantern fish. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and you also have, like, giant squids, which, by the way, terrifying. Okay, sometimes it's really dark in the woods, though. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, 
In comparison, the size versus the darkness and, and maybe there's like just that. not very many of them, you know, because it's hard to be a, a Bigfoot. They don't have shoes. And so what if they're getting infections and not living long? Then where's the dead what bodies? What if they eat the other Bigfoots? A complete bones don't and all? Don't elephants like go and hide someplace when they die and like you never really see a dead elephant? Yeah, dogs do that sometimes too. That's what my dog so did. So sad. Yeah. So sad. She just disappeared one day and we knew what happened. Yeah. She was super old oh and very, gosh. very kind. Yeah. Lily, come home. No. I miss you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um... And giraffes, I think, stick their head in the sand. I thought that was an ostrich. No, you're right. What does a giraffe do? Because there's that scene in Madagascar where, like, Melvin digs a hole or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to die. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let the point is, Siri. Bigfoot doesn't exist. We would find dead bodies. We Siri, would find what does poop. giraffes do when they die? I found this on the web. Keep talking. It'll take me a second to figure this out. Oh, she's not. She's not just going to tell me. She makes. Why me doesn't she it. tell you? If she was smart, she'd tell you. I bet if you had one of the new iPhones, she'd tell you. No, a series the same no matter what iPhone you have. Um, I don't think that you die in any unique way. I think it's just a longer fall to the ground when they die. A giraffe. Uh huh. Think about think about the babies because the parents give birth standing up. Yeah, and then, like, just drop. They just drop. I was watching your alpaca give birth, and I was disappointed to see the alpaca laid down. Why did you do that? Why did I watch it give birth? Yeah. Because I wanted to see if it gave birth like a giraffe. Okay. And it didn't. It laid down, huh? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. You didn't know that? Uh, I didn't watch the video, no. <laughs> I've seen... Actually, I, I think... My mom sh- very nicely uh, shared it with all of us kids. And so I did see part of it, but I clicked away immediately because I really couldn't care less. I've seen a lot of animals be birthed over the years, and I just couldn't be bothered with it. Rebecca, we got to talk about something else. I'm getting bored with myself. You want to talk about this? And I know that I said we would talk about this if it was like extra and everything, but I'm kind of excited about it. Okay. So there are these planets called super earths and these hold on i gotta put on my glasses because i can't read the screen anymore these super earths are giant planets that are like sometimes 10 times bigger than our earth but they have the same sort of atmosphere. They have land and they have ocean. Some of them are like, you know, like helium and stuff that you can't like really live in. But others potentially. Wouldn't that be fun if you lived on a, a planet with helium as your air and everybody talked in a really high pitched voice? No, you would die. But like, what if you didn't? Like, what if you <laughs> could live with helium being your air? And can you imagine the world leaders trying to give like a. <laughs> speech we're getting in an argument with somebody (laughs) (laughs) and the angrier you get the less oxygen you have so the higher pitch your voice gets (laughs) yeah that would be funny um but no there's these super earths that are like sometimes up to 10 times bigger than our earth that could potentially hold life we're talking trees we're talking mountains we didn't know about these before well i imagine they're pretty far out but this article says that there's about the Kepler Space Telescope since 2009. Since 2009, has discovered 4,000 of these exoplanets. 4,000? And 30% of them are super-Earths. And then out of that... What's 30% of 4,000? Um, a thousand. Well, it's a little over a thousand, but... Um, anyway, I I think. Um, Siri, what's 30% of 4,000? And out of these super earths, there's a few of them. Oh, it's 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 Siri's listening to what you're saying. Now it's now she's listening to what I'm saying. It's just just gonna calculate. It's just gonna mess up the whole thing. Out of these super earths, Mm -hmm. um, there's a few of them that are within the right distance from the sun that they are inhabitable. So it's not too close, it's not too hot. Because I like it really warm. And it's not too far, so it's not too cold. It's just right. Now, here's the great thing about these places, right? 1,200. 
1200. I said a little over a thousand. I was right. You were right. Um, is that because the atmosphere is a little bit thicker because it has to be because it's a bigger planet and all that science stuff that I'm not going to get into. It kind of wears down the idea of mountains. So like any hill, any mountain, any topography that's like above sea level will kind of get worked down just by the air over time, I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I watched a video on it. In <laughs> anyway, it's possibly more tropical. Like the whole island is basically just tropics. This sounds amazing. Wouldn't that be so cool? Okay, and then with SpaceX launching recently, I feel like there's something. It's happening. like just a matter of time before I can go live in a forever tropical region. I play a game called Destiny, where you you inhabit a lot of different planets. You can go from planet to planet and see how uh, humanity during the Golden Age like inhabited all the planets and how they did that and everything like that. It gets me super excited about this potentially being a thing i would love to go to a different planet i should have been smarter so i could what be if, an astronaut what if destiny is really created by a time traveler that came back to prepare people for what they were about to experience and so everybody who is well versed and experienced in playing destiny will be ready to inhabit these new earths you know i've thought about that a lot actually <laughs> Um, but I, because I'm a Christian and I know God and all that and how everything was created, uh -huh. I know it's not a possibility. That time traveling is not a possibility? No, destiny. Because in destiny, there's like other gods and, and stuff. And then there's like... Okay, well, people big, say there's other gods here. Right, but they don't exist. Like, they're not real. That's the whole Oh, so in destiny, paganism. they do actually exist? Like, they actually exist. And they're like these huge creatures and stuff. And there's one god... That's a big planet type thing called the Traveler, and okay. it visited Mars. You know what? I Saturn don't actually care to know about all this. I don't and even know why I asked you. And then built a bunch of rockets, You're and they went and they saw it. You're going to take me on a journey I don't want to go on. I Mars think we're okay uh, just Saturn ending to a different planet. Eventually, there. is there anything else Earth about and, this and super planet that I would be interested in? It got hurt by the dark forces, so it had to send out these little robots. I wish I had the controls right now because I would really like to stop you from talking right now. And they give you superpowers. And at first, everybody who's chosen oh to have a superpower, they were like fighting and they try to be warlords and like dictators and stuff. But then eventually there was these guys called the Iron Lords. And they were like, this sucks. We should all work together for the greater good. And so they did. And now everything is better. And we all work together. And it's fantastic. And I... Wish it was real, but at the same time, I don't because, quite frankly, we have it pretty good here in our reality. Um, speaking of reality, these ex these these exoplanets, these super Earths, one of the realities of them being bigger and having a more extended atmosphere is that it is very very hard for a spaceship to get out. You could, can get could in. Could you turn up the just Bluetooth fine. pot? You can there? get in just fine. Bluetooth pot, right? No, the Bluetooth but, pot. Could you turn up the blue? The, this one right here. See them blue. Rebecca, last time you played music off the Bluetooth, we got flagged. To myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah, it's great and and it's fine, but if we could be in a big super earth that's tropical all the way around, then that'd be fantastic. Anyway, it's really hard to get rockets just need a lot of power and a lot of fuel to get out. Off the mm -hmm. planet so you can get on, but you couldn't get off because we don't have the technology yet. But what if we built a place on the moon that that was like a stay over and then we get we get refueled and repowered and then we jump to well, the next place. OK, see, the problem isn't distance. The problem is having enough power to get out of the actual atmosphere. I thought we are already able to get I'm, out of the atmosphere. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the super planets. You can get to the super oh, planets. Easy peasy. Well, why would you want to leave if it's so amazing? Because what if there's, uh, it's in, it's inhabited by these by Big Bigfoots mm -hmm. and they become violent and okay. start terrorizing No, no, no worries. Good news. Randy said they're not violent. They threw a rock at you, Randy. Well, what do you mean? But she was trying to protect her baby. Because she's big enough that she could have just came and tore Randy apart. But instead, she's like, I'm going to throw a warning rock. So I think she's respectful of other people. She was just like, stay away from 
my baby. Violence is violence. I don't care uh-huh. what they say. Um, okay. Are anyway, we done talking about the plants? No. I want to talk about Space Force. I have one more question, Rebecca. Okay. okay. I have one more question. Uh-huh. If, if, if we happen to get to the point where we can go inhabit a different planet, how do you think a government would be created there? Would it be like the United States is like, we now are part of this planet? Or do you think it would be like rich people pay to have... Oh, it's Elon Musk. I bet he's already created what his government's going to look like on his planet. And so it's like he just like rich people just kind of claim their land and become a a dictator. One rich person. Claims the whole planet. Uh Uh-huh. And is just the the king of Mars. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Holy Thanks. God. Um, yeah, Elon Musk. Think, he's he's, he's got his own planet, and probably because he's the only one who has the ability to get there. Yeah. And you saw what he named his kid. Like I can't even repeat it. Not because it's bad. I just don't it's remember what it was. Kyle. It's complicated. It was it's Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. And so I think he creates his own government there, and he's like, anybody who wants to live under my rules can go with me. Well, I tell you what happened in Destiny. Oh, I'm just kidding. My I won't. I won't. Gosh. Okay, Space Force, Nathan. I have been talking this up forever about how excited I am for Space Force to come out. Came out like three weeks ago. Several of our listeners already watched it. Like, they binged it in one night. Wow. And told me, like, okay, you have to watch this. It is so great. So I watched the first episode, and initially I was like, I don't I don't love it. Like, there were some really funny parts, but I think my expectations were so set on that it's like The Office, another version of The Office. Mm-hmm. But the only one that's in it, I mean, I guess there's some other people in it from The Office, but no main characters from The Office. Um, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove is in there. Yeah. Don't know what his real name is, but he has a very small part, but he's good. Do you remember Dwight Schrute's friend that comes to um, kill, oh, what's his name? How did I forget his name? Um... I think I know which one you're talking about, though. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot his name. What's the guy's name that sits next to Angela? Uh, Why did I forget his name? Oh, my uh, gosh. The everybody, big guy? That's, no, not or an the big Oscar? guy. Oscar. Oscar. Yes. So, Angela hires one of Dwight's friends to come kill Oscar because... Oscar is having an affair with her husband. <laughs> Have you not seen this episode? No, I just forgot about it. Okay. So then um, this this friend that Dwight hires, he's like, do you have a gun? And he's like, you tell me. And he shows him a receipt. Like every response is, you tell me. Like they're like, do you have time to, to do this? And he's like, you tell me. Anyway, this dude is in Space Force, which is hilarious because he's like one of my favorite like side characters on The Office. Mm-hmm. And so that was really cool. Also, do you remember? No, you haven't watched the end of The Office. Andy auditions for like w- like an American Idol type show. And while he's waiting in line to audition, there's this blonde girl that's like auditioning with him. She ends up being a love interest for Steve Carell in this show. You are successfully uh, spoiling two TV series for me. This is impressive. Keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I keep forgetting you haven't watched all of The Office. Or anyway, Space Force. Or Space Force. But I don't think you're going to because you told me you weren't going to because you just don't watch a lot of TV. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. So um, after the first one, I wasn't really convinced, but I stuck it through all the way to the end. I watched the last one. Man, I didn't love it. There was some funny parts about it. I will continue watching it because like there's this cliffhanger at the end and there's like this mystery like his wife is in prison in the second episode of this and it never explains why. Huh. And so you're 
waiting the whole time to find out, but the first season never tells you why she's in prison. That's why I don't watch TV, Rebecca. It takes too long for little details like that. Yeah. It drives me insane. So I'm I'm waiting. I'll watch it because there was some funny aspects and I started to there was some character development that kept me hanging on that I will still look forward to. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't like the total winner that I thought it was going to be. Some people are like totally sold out for it, like really loved it, but I didn't. Also, I don't like when there's a lot of language and it did have a lot of F-bombs in it. Yeah, I was going to throw it out there. That's one thing that I heard, actually probably from you, was that it had a lot of language in it. Yeah, and it's weird for me to see Steve Carell do that. Yeah. I Dude, I could have told you that though. Like Netflix series, it's, it's like... It's like a kid who just realized that they can do something and not get uh, and not get in trouble for it. Like they just do it just just to do just it. Just because they can. They're just like, oh my gosh, I can say this. And then it's like every other sentence, they say that word just because they can't, just because they know they won't get in trouble for it. Yeah. It like it didn't add or anything to the to the series at all. Like yeah. it just was pointless and it felt exactly like what you described. Yeah. They just threw it in there. It's just wild because you think about like the the office, for instance, or Parks and Rec or Community or any of like these TV shows that aired on TV didn't have the language yet. Somehow, some way, they still managed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nathan, I have a story for you. Okay. Okay, so I'm doing a little work on my personal image. And when I say like I'm working on my personal image, it's not like my reputation. It's like I'm actually doing some work on my personal image image like you're trying to lose weight gain some muscle yes okay so that's one thing because during the quarantine man yeah, the quarantine 18. I, yeah well i it was the quarantine 15 quarantine 25 we'll just stick with the 15 so i was drinking all the poop tea and that just wasn't making me lose all that weight fast enough it was like i'd gain it right back when i ate the next day so i found something that's working right now because we have tennis courts right like across the street. Well, it's like across the parking lot, but it's really close by us. And so my husband and I have been like playing tennis every night. Oh, yeah. And so that's really awesome. I've been working out vigorously for a week and a half now. How do you I, feel? I'm not skinny yet, but I think I'm on my way. You're getting like, there. Like I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better. Not like fitting in my jeans comfortably yet, but I'm on my way. Rebecca, you're gonna be under two hundred pounds in no time. Okay. I know you will. Okay. I know it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's <laughs> guaranteed. Okay. So then here's the other drama. I know you care so much about this. I'm enthralled. I have not had my hair done since way before I left for my cruise back in February. Oh, I can tell. And Grace and I explored some some hair color experiences. And my hair is basically like an orange color right now. And I have two weeks until I go get my hair done. But not this Friday, but next Friday, I'm going to get my hair done. So next Friday's live stream, I'm going to have a fresh new do. I'm so happy for you. Okay, here's the other thing I did, Nathan. I shaved my face. My Uh, entire face. Why? With like a a professional like face shaping tool for women. (laughs) It wasn't like I took like a razor and shaved my whole face. But like I have a lot of peach fuzz and I watched this video where this girl like had all the peach fuzz taken off her face. So I went and bought the tool no. and I did it. And guess what? It hasn't grown back like whiskers. Yeah. So there's You're gonna hope. have a mustache. No. So there's like hope for your fuzzy earlobes. You're like gonna, you can shut shave up. your earlobes. You're going to be a 70 year old woman like with a mustache. No. And you said you were going to snipe me out before then. So we'll be okay. Before you get a mustache, before anyway, you're 70. I really like having no more peach fuzz on my face. Are we going to run out of music before I'm done telling you, got you a all minute. of this? Okay. 50 seconds. Here's the very last thing, Nathan. I bought um, the teeth aligners. 
What? The like like the, a retainer? Yeah, well, like the Invisalign type things. So I get them in the mail. I think Thursday. Wow. And so in six months, I'm going to have straight teeth. I have a little gap in my front teeth, and it really bothers me. And it's bothered me my whole life. And I never smile with my mouth open. So I just decided to do it, and I'm I, super excited. All right. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> To see how Rebecca's like, speech be, is, what if your speech is messed up? I'm nervous about that, but I'm going to be a, a fully new person. And that's the show. Yep. That's, I th- is that the first time we've ever ran out of music? Yeah, I oh. think so. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Vent Lab. Join us this Friday for the live stream. My mm-hmm. name's Nathan. And I'm Rebecca. We out. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.